Hello, this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 8th of April. India recorded over 126,000 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours. This is the third time the number of cases in India has gone past the 1 lakh mark. With this, the country's overall count rose to over 1.29 crore. The death toll went up to over 1,66,000 with 685 deaths recorded in the last 24 hours. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Narendra Modi took his second dose of COVID-19 vaccine at All India Institute of Medical Sciences in Delhi. He had taken his first jab on 1st of March at the hospital. Serum Institute of India or SII CEO Adar Poonawala has said AstraZeneca has sent Pune-based SII a legal notice over delays in the supply of the COVID-19 vaccine. Poonawala also told NDTV that Serum Institute, which produces between 60 and 65 million doses per month, has so far delivered around 100 million doses to the center and exported 60 million. He also said that SII needed rupees 3000 crore to ramp up capacity needed to scale up production by June. It has emerged that the second wave of coronavirus has affected younger people and children more than in the initial stages. As many as 79688 children have been infected since March in the five states affected worst by the virus. Yesterday the center wrote to Maharashtra Punjab and Delhi governments suggesting that their vaccination of eligible beneficiaries including healthcare workers has been below par. The letter came after at least 6 states flagged vaccine shortage. However, later Union Health Minister Harshvardhan rejected the claims and said that they were deplorable attempts by state governments to distract attention from their failures and spread panic among the people. At IIT in Uttarakhand, five student hostels have been sealed and declared containment zones after 60 students tested positive for COVID-19 over two days. On the global front, according to the Johns Hopkins University, the coronavirus has infected more than 132.9 million people and killed over 2.88 million. More than 75.5 million people have recovered from the infection. BBC reported that European Medicines Agency, the European Union's medicines regulator has said that blood clots should be listed as a very rare side effect of the AstraZeneca vaccine for coronavirus. Following a study of 86 cases, the EMA concluded that the benefits of the vaccine outweighed the risk. Quoting the country's news agency Kyodo, The Guardian reported that the Japanese government is considering prioritizing COVID-19 vaccines for athletes taking part in the Olympics and Paralympics which start at the end of July. Meanwhile, Reuters reported that Brazil has recorded its first confirmed case of the highly contagious coronavirus variant discovered in South Africa. In view of the surge in the coronavirus cases, New Zealand on Thursday temporarily suspended entry for all travelers from India, including its own citizens, for about 2 weeks. New Zealand recorded 23 new positive coronavirus cases at its border on Thursday, of which 17 were from India. The suspension will start on April 11 and will be in place until April 28. 
At least 10 CPIM party offices were vandalized allegedly by the Indian Union Muslim League or IUML activists. The police resorted to beaten charge as violence broke out in Kerala's Kannur district yesterday night over the murder of Manasur, a 22-year-old member of the Youth League, which is the youth wing of IUML. Manasur was murdered in a post-poll clash allegedly between workers of the CPIM and the IUML. News Minute reported that according to local witnesses, the incident happened when a clash broke out in Paral area in Kothu Paramba constituency over allegations of bogus voting by around 8 p.m. on Tuesday. A group of people waylaid Manasur and his brother Mohsin, a UDF poll agent, near their home and hurled bombs at them before attacking the youth with sharp weapons, they said. Mohsin, who also sustained serious injuries, was rushed to the private hospital in Kozhi Kodi. Kannur superintendent of police told PTI that police resorted to bait and charge to disperse the violent crowd in Kolavalur police station limits. He said that five to six persons, mostly IUML workers, were taken into custody. In West Bengal, ahead of the fourth and final phase of the assembly election on April 10, BJP President J.P. Nadda held three road shows today. Meanwhile, the election commission issued a notice to West Bengal Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee yesterday for her Muslim vote split remark. The West Bengal CM has 48 hours to respond to the notice. During a rally on 3rd of April, Banerjee had appealed to Muslim voters to not let their votes get split between different parties. At News Laundry, for the past month, we have been reporting on the assembly elections and have been bringing out a number of ground reports, including video interviews. In a recent report from Bengal, my colleague Meghnath S. interviewed former journalist Swapan Das Gupta, who is a BJP candidate and is contesting the Bengal election in Tarakeshwar. We questioned him about the second wave of coronavirus infections amid public rallies, how different it is campaigning for an assembly election than being in the Rajya Sabha, the BJP's strategy of not declaring a chief ministerial candidate, and whether the Prime Minister should be wasting taxpayer money on his hectic campaigning for assembly elections. You can watch the interview on our website newslaundry.com. It is titled, Why BJP's Swapandas Gupta Finds Fighting Elections Bloody Hard Work. And while you are there, you can also read my colleague Pratik Goel's report on the Naxal ambush that killed 22 security personnel in the forest of Tarim, Chhattisgarh on 3rd of April. It revived memories of the 2010 Tadmetla attack in which 76 CRPF personnel were killed and the Jhiram Ghati of 2013, which wiped out the entire leadership of the Congress party in Chhattisgarh. The forces targeted in Tarim were commanded by Sundar Raj Patilingam, Inspector General of Police, Bastar. Pratik spoke to the IG who said that they are examining the Naxal proposal for the return of captured CRPF man Rakeshwar Singh Manhas. The report is titled Bastar Police Chief on Naxal Attack. No, our forces weren't lured into a trap. Listeners, as you can tell, the news is in a state of crisis. But we are an independent platform that brings you the news without fear or favor from the government. We depend on our subscribers, not ads from governments or corporates. Our subscribers fund the stories that matter. 
So, if you aren't a subscriber already and want to be a part of the movement to pay to keep news free, you can subscribe by hitting the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of newslaundry.com. Our lowest subscription starts at three hundred rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court today refused to grant relief in a petition challenging the detention of 150 Rohingya refugees in Jammu and the move to deport them back to their parent country, Myanmar. LiveLaw quoted the court as saying, and I quote: "It is not possible to grant the interim relief." However, it is made clear that the Rohingyas in Jammu on whose behalf the application has been moved shall not be deported unless the procedure prescribed for such deportation is followed. Unquote. According to Hindustan Times, the centre on 26th of March had opposed the plea by Muhammad Salimullah, while emphasising that India cannot become the international capital of illegal immigrants. The government called the Rohingya absolutely illegal immigrants who posed serious threats to national security, and also contended that the right to settle in India could not be asserted by illegal immigrants under the garb of the Constitution's Article Twenty One, which guarantees the right to life and liberty. On sixth of March, on the instructions of the Union Ministry of Home Affairs, the Jammu and Kashmir administration started a verification drive of the Rohingya. And moved some of them to a holding center, pending their potential deportation. Representing the Jammu and Kashmir administration, senior advocate Harish Salve also cautioned the bench against starting a dangerous trend by interfering with a subject related to illegal immigrants and diplomatic relations with another country. Meanwhile, the center's affidavit maintained that it has to first secure the interests of its own citizens before those of illegal immigrants, who it said were casting a burden on the already depleting natural resources of the country, in addition to posing a security threat. Local media in Myanmar reported that at least eleven people have been killed in a northwestern town in Myanmar. As security forces cracked down on anti-coup protesters who fought back with hunting rifles and firebombs, Al Jazeera reported. News sites such as the Myanmar Now and Irrawaddy said on Thursday that six truckloads of troops were deployed to quell a huge protest in the town of Tays on Wednesday. When the protesters fought back with guns, knives, and firebombs, five more truckloads of troop reinforcements were brought in. There was no word of any casualties among the soldiers, according to the Assistance Association for Political Prisoners or AAPP. The incident would take the toll of civilians killed by security forces to over six hundred since the Myanmar military seized power from the elected government of Aung San Suu Kyi on first of February. AAPP said that the security forces fired live rounds, grenades, and machine guns on protesters who were demanding the restoration of Aung San Suu Kyi's government. According to news media and witnesses, Tazé is near the town of Kale, where at least eleven people were killed in a similar clash on Wednesday. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 